Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Money FM Budget Conversations 2023 is presented by UOB in partnership with KPMG. UOB, building the future of ASEAN. Thanks for staying with us here on Money FM 89.3. Now it is indeed Singapore Budget Week and many of us are eagerly awaiting to see what kind of goodies Finance Minister Lawrence Wong will have for us tomorrow. Ryan, what's on your wish list? Oh, I've got so many on my wish list, but right at the top is uh, hopefully some inspiration for Valentine's Day because I have not done that yet. So hopefully we get some goodies and love from Lawrence Wong. Word of warning, if there's a big spending tomorrow, you're, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> okay, um, okay. So that's what's on Ryan's budget wish list. But on an individual basis, many of us are looking for support to tackle rising costs. Yes, businesses are seeking relief to help tackle the rising costs of business and manpower. And we've seen in headlines, many of them have been tr- no, having a hard time just grappling with these rising costs. That's right. To help us take a look at what we might expect from this year's budget, we're joined in the studio now by Alvin Liu, Senior Economist at UOB. Alvin, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's always great to have you with us to help us digest what to expect from the upcoming budget. And this year is set to be a endemic budget, but also potentially an election budget as we look forward to one, the new life uh, in the pandemic or post-pandemic and in the run-up to the next election. So while many of the COVID-19 support measures are likely to expire and perhaps not be extended, macroeconomic headwinds remain. Alvin, what kind of support do you think might be needed to help us weather through the current storm? I think we look at the backdrop for this year in terms of growth. Of course, this year's the GDP numbers just came out, right? The outlook has not changed in terms of the forecast 05 mm-hmm. to 2.5%. But even though they did say that, I think the external outlook looks like slightly better, but still because of the aggressive nature of the tightening of monetary type conditions in a lot of these major central banks, right? So we do expect some of the growth to be slower and therefore there possibly might be recession in some of our key partners. And that means that growth in for Singapore itself will likely be on a weaker footing going into 2023. And with that itself, and on the backdrop that inflation remains a big issue Mm -hmm. and it's still going to be elevated at least in the first half of the year. So when we look at this and the budget itself, we'll definitely for one have to help the households and business cope with the higher costs in terms of the inflation part. And also on the uncertainty in terms of the growth outlook, Mm. whereby there may be other measures that may be required, especially when we already know that the manufacturing is on the slowdown. And then... What could more could be done to help buffer the economy on this front? That's right. Yeah, Alvin, your budget preview report pretty much sums it up. Elevated inflation in an uncertain year. And like you've seen with how businesses have been coping with so many cost pressures, you've seen things of prices, many things going up, yeah. and higher cost of living. And that all brings to question, what type of targeted measures might we see when it comes to perhaps further enhancements of the assurance package? What sort of uh, magnitude of help are we looking at? First off, when we look at it, uh, already last year uh, in November, they did Mm -hmm. a boost to the assurance package to a tune of 1.4 billion. So currently we are looking, I think that is the, this is probably to us a kind of low hanging fruit way. You can add on to this to help cushion the general population for the impacts of inflation. But of course, beyond that itself, could there be other more measures in place? We can talk about that more, but uh, for the enhancement of the insurance package, probably we're looking at 500 million to a billion more. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, just on that, speaking of rising costs, at the top of many people's mind is the GST hike and whether or not that could be delayed. What are your thoughts? Are we likely to see this 9% push? <laughs> well, our thoughts are that, first off, we already have this 1% increase this year. Mm-hmm. So that has been done and dusted. But of course, when the the whole proposition of the two percentage, one percentage point increases, right, was done in last year's budget, right, there was an outlook of prices or inflation that has subsequently right now, right, if you see it, it's much elevated than where it was before the projection at one year ago. So on that basis alone, right, we think there might be a reason to delay the one year, uh, by one year, the next uh, GST hike. So there's going to be very good news for businesses to some extent if that happens. And um, <laughs> yes. we also reach a point where the government has to decide, you know, is this time to pull back on the COVID-19 help that many of these businesses have been enjoying? Uh, mm. Do they still need it or will taking away the help actually derail their growth to some extent? So this is where I want to get your thoughts on what sort of short-term support measures we might actually see because as you've seen in the headlines, mm-hmm. Different pockets of the economy are just having different rates of growth right now. Yes, that's correct. And if you look at where the original from 2022 budget, right, the help was targeted at the in-person services sector, right, which was still um, suffering from the aftermath of COVID itself. And this year, on the other hand, right, they are expected to see a better recovery with the reopening, especially that of China, right? And that will see the pickup business. But I think they have a different set of challenge. Mm. Or and those challenges are ongoing and I think will be made worse this year because of the the increase in demand for some of their services. So I think the top of the issue is manpower. Manpower costs. Yep. And we did put in some suggestions or in a way our wish list mm-hmm. in terms of the dependency ratio for some of these segments, right? Whether there can be some relief, uh, lifting a, a bit of uh, what might help them for the short term to turn around. There might be some incentives to try to encourage locals to join these industries, especially those who are displaced from industries that are currently in a downturn. So there are some ways I think we can go about. But at least, right, if the DRC is not lifted temporarily, we hope that the DRC is not increased further, tightened further. That's the least that they could do for this year. And it's not just the services industry and the manpower market and those those pressures are felt across the board and especially mm. in new and upcoming industries such as uh, sustainability, the new and upcoming green sectors that we've been seeing, even some of the advancements in digital technology as well. Mm. A lot of people that we've been speaking to on the show have said that manpower or the right manpower has been a challenge. Are you expecting further support on those fronts as well? I think that green challenge, I would call it the green challenge, I think it's a, a real problem. And I think the bigger companies are well resources, mm-hmm. better resources to cope with it. But when we move down to SMEs, right, those are the segment right, that really need more help on this. I think some things like what the government could do or in, within this budget is to provide some, not incentives, but maybe towards some funds right, to provide a framework for them to follow rather than for them to have some general guidelines and just try to find their way through this. Rather, it's important, but very difficult for them. As we talk to a lot of our customers and clients and also to a lot of associations, there's a lot of a knowledge gap mm. for this problem, right, for SMEs versus the bigger companies. So 
trying to bridge that gap itself, I think the government has a role to play and it will benefit everyone because at the end of the day, right, when we move towards this green process, a lot of these smaller companies, when they are bidding for the projects, right, if they have no green certifications or the like, right, they may have problems going to the bid itself and it will, on the end, right, hamper their process, their future. So helping them towards this green journey, right, would actually help the overall economy in the end. I think. Yeah, just picking on that, Alvin. So I'm looking at your UOB Business SME Large Enterprises Outlook for this year. Mm-hmm. And there's an appetite actually for businesses that they want to expand overseas, uh, but at the same time looking for uh, a reduction in foreign worker levies. So mm-hmm. interesting to see that there is the appetite for business to grow, you know. I think when the businesses are doing well here, right, I think the logical next step is to expand to your uh, markets. And where you go, again, right, I think you don't go expand going to Latin America where your your footprint is in Asia. So it's very logical, but they want to go to a bigger market. Mm -hmm. And that is where I think the banks do help, but they also would need, I think, government support to bring the trade projects them as a group to the different locations and that will help a lot for them to fulfill their ambitions and actually to broaden the market and also to this is a form of diversification of your your client base and that will help you to grow as a company and as an economy itself this budget discussion is brought to you by uob uob building the future of asean we're speaking with Alvin Liu, Senior Economist at UOB. Now, just picking up from your mention of SMEs and some of the challenges that they've been facing, so sustainability or tackling sustainability, perhaps one, manpower another, but we've also got to talk about um, tackling interest rates, and that's something that you've mentioned in your budget preview as well. The significant impact to businesses since early 2022 mm. when it comes to interest rates, it's been fast and furious. What kind of support could we see here? Okay, I think while it is a wish for a lot of companies that like mm-hmm. government could help them in terms of like trying to mitigate this kind of uh, uh, some parts of cushion, this part of interest rate costs, right? Unfortunately, this part of the cost itself is also very market driven. Mm. So there may be limitations. So what we do hope, right, is that in terms of maybe if you look at it in green financing terms, right, if it's for a green project, right, the government could co-share the risk and that could actually help them maybe lower their interest costs. Right. On, but that is specifically for projects that are green or green related. So that is one way that we think that might be helpful for them to help at least in areas where costs can be mitigated, the uh, interest rate costs can be mitigated. Yeah. And I'm just um, wondering as well, when we talk about rising costs, how much can SME pass on to the consumer right now? When you look at the current backdrop, we are expecting slower growth ahead with mm-hmm. uh, what we've been talking about in the manufacturing sector. Mm. So when it comes to the ability to pass on costs, what are you looking at for 2023 right now? I think for, even from a personal standpoint, right, we have felt that for the past 18 months, cost has been rising and it has been quite evident in the way it has increased. So on one hand, right, the realities of the businesses is that that cost needs to be passed on. But um, on the backdrop of how much it has already increased, right, mm-hmm. that limitations, are you're right. And then we are coming in at an uncertain outlook here, right? So there may be some pushback on that. But then again, then that's where I think we expect some of the increases in assurance package, for example, right, to help offset some of the costs. But if it is on a very sustained basis, right, 
then it becomes a very structural problem. Then you will have to really be addressed because it's a cost issue, right? It can't be continuously being passed on. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that I will be concerned about if I keep seeing this. Alvin, on a personal note, we spoke about this at last year's budget and I noted that it's in your budget uh, wish list or look ahead rather um, in that lead up to tomorrow and that's on the family front. Mm. And we spoke about the fertility rate here in Singapore. We didn't see any goodies last year, (laughs) but perhaps some this year. And just to kind of put that in context, Singapore's low birth rate is 1.237 births per woman in 2022, below the 2.1%. That's the replacement fertility rate. Should we and could we see measures tomorrow? I certainly hope so. Especially after COVID-19. Yeah. Mm. I think this is also another, I will put it another structural problem. It's not like Mm. it just happened last year, this year. It's been a long time. Doesn't mean that we shouldn't address it. Doesn't mean that we shouldn't try to reverse it, even though it is a very difficult problem. So I do hope that there will be more measures and you tackle it where it's supposed to make that difference. Mm-hmm. I know that we are in an economy where, in a society where it's really more fast-paced and when income really matters and that having more children would become a financial burden uh, for some and the government can help address whatever that has relations to, at least on the financial side itself. Because we've got to look at it from the economic perspective as well, right? Yes. With Singapore's growing and aging we, population. Correct. And of course, whatever that is the societal norms or the mindset changes, right? That is also another thing, but that is another problem. But government can address the things that you can throw, I would say you can throw money at. So anything that can help a working mother, right, would actually increase your chance of having more children. So be it easier access or cheaper access to childcare education, maybe tax breaks, more tax breaks for working mothers, that itself may not be the only condition, but certainly is something good to have. Then um, I think we are also mitigating this problem with immigration, of course, but immigration also comes with its own set of issues. This is a problem, but I think we should really still address it and continue mm. to address it as far as it is for the good of the country, a good of the economy itself. Yeah, so there are many parts of this equation, right, from the side of the birth, um, from the front, and then you've got go to the back, which is the aging population. So what's yes, the urgency right. here to handle this? Because there's only so much money to go around in resources. Correct, because when you do the, the, <laughs> the math, right, the um, aging problem, right, brings with it, the, is direct uh, correlated with the rising social expenditure, especially on healthcare. Mm. And if your population is not growing, then the revenue portion is going to be impaired as you move along the smaller working population into the future. So you have to try to deal with all this. Of course, you can improve productivity using technology to reduce the need for manpower. But at the end of the day, right, it's how you want to grow as a society. So I think the immigration part, again, will still be there. But I think the indigenous population, right, they need to address that problem to make sure that we can at least improve the fertility numbers, right, as we go into the next decade and the next 20 and 30 years. Well, Alvin, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. A lot to look forward to tomorrow with the Singapore budget. Yes, indeed. Thank you. We've been speaking with Alvin Liu, Senior Economist at UOB. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. Money FM Budget Conversations 2023 is presented by UOB in partnership with KPMG. UOB. 
building the future of ASEAN. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.